She's she's from the block. She's from this block, that block. She's been around the block. Ooh, she got blocks for days. Block party? Nah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Trader Without the Block. Nah. Trader Without the Blocko. The Blocko? That sounds like Blocko Blocko. Oh, Henry Blanco. Oh, Taco Flacco. Oh, Rock of Taco Robots. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the coolest podcast in the world. Um, and by coolest, we mean colder than what? Colder than ice cold penguins. Oh, colder than the Coors Light cans when the mountains turn blue. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm gonna go with that. Penguins one. drinking Coors Light. Dang. Yeah, On some glaciers at a block party. Fuck. How <laughs> do you have blocks in Antarctica? Do you just? Oh, I live over well, there on that ice. Yeah, like literal blocks. Oh, just blocks of ice. <laughs> You know that's stupid as fuck. No. It's perfect. Uh, this episode, we are bringing you a movie review. Um, the name of the movie. The name of the movie is, is Richard Jewell. And if you have seen the trailer for it, you would know that this is going to be a dope ass movie um, about uh, a bombing that happened in 1996. Um, but it premiered past weekend, right? So correct. Yeah. Yeah. So go out there, check it out. Yeah, go out there, check it out. If you've seen it already, stick around for the spoilers uh, towards the second part of this review. But yeah, man, let's kick it off, yeah. dude. I was actually thinking about that, like, because we always try to not spoil anything in the movie, but we're reviewing a movie that's based on historical events. So, like, yep. you know, so we it's already spoiled. So it's spoiled as fuck. Yeah, because everything in them, literally everything in that movie already happened. Yeah, like, I, I, although there are probably more people like me that didn't know this happened at all. That's true, yeah. Which I actually wanted to talk about. Like, I feel like that made the uh, the movie watching experience a little cooler. Yeah, because I legit didn't know it was gonna happen. Didn't even know the Olympics were in the United States. Yeah, fucking who would have known? Yeah, Land of the Migos. Yeah, for real, Atlanta. Um, yeah. So I guess we can start there, bro. Like this, like you said, this is a historic event that happened. Um, where were you in 1996? Oh, I guess to start off, <laughs> getting <laughs> fucking bombs everywhere. No. <laughs> getting my drink spilled on me. Jesus. Um, 1996. I would have been two. Okay. So I was probably in DeKalb. Yo, you need a coaster, bro. Hold up. Apparently, guys, we have coasters. <laughs> it's like we we have planned for this. You don't understand. Uh, yeah. So two years old in DeKalb. Uh, whoa, whoa, wait, hold on. You lived chilling. in the Calb? Yeah, when uh, I was born in the hospital around the Calb in Sycamore, where the wait, wait, what? Yeah, I was. Did this influence your reasoning to go to NIU for college? Uh, no. Huh. It didn't. It didn't play into it, but okay. I did think it was kind of funny. Uh, yeah, so I was born there and I lived there until I was like four or five. And then so we moved weird. to Cicero. Damn, that's dope. Um, yeah, 1996. I don't remember anything, but your I, kicks. No, <laughs> yeah, but my kicks. No, I, I probably didn't. Couldn't afford Jordans, but um, I remember 1996. I was four, right? And I have this really weird like memory of when I was like, I want to say four. I'm just <laughs> gonna say four for the for the sake of the show. All right. When I was four years old, there was a, you know how in the hood like. Someone would like take off the water. Uh, oh, the take off the thing the from pump. the fire hydrant. Yeah, the fire hydrant. Yeah. Well, they did that, and uh, all the kids were playing in the corner, right? And we lived like maybe three or four houses down. 
there was a a chola chick, like a gangbanger uh-huh. chick, right? Talking like hoops, like the lips and everything. Lips, she got the lip liner with no lipstick. Yeah, you know, yeah. and like her hair looks wet, but it's not. Like, <laughs> she got out the shower like five hours ago. Yeah, she's wearing rubber bands on her ankles. Well, she came up to my stoop because I was sitting in the front and I was watching all the kids play. Yeah. She asked me if I wanted to go get wet. Yeah. And then, <laughs> she's asking you out, man. Well, <laughs> bro, and I was, I had a game when I was 40. Nah. Well, anyway, the point is, like, I don't know how it happened, but she fucking took me over there and, like, we were playing. I was playing with, like, this game banger chick and, like, it yeah. was, like, amazing. And then, and then she walked me home and then my mom got mad because I was all wet. Like, <laughs> that's all, literally, I remember that. And I, I'm sure I was four, but yeah, 1996 was, uh, it was a different, different world out different there. Different times, yeah. And I like that in the movie, they captured that, like, that retro like 96 yeah. feeling I, I yeah so i i like that how they did that because it, it was in the 96 which was weird because it was in the mid 90s <laughs> you know mid 90s mm-hmm. but uh the i felt like they didn't like kind of shove it in your face that it was in the 90s you know yeah it was very like it was very subtle it was subtle. just like oh there's pay phones people have these big ass cell phones like yeah cars are older like it was like subtle things were like uh, not even the mid '90s so much that they did that, but because you know mid '90s it was like more based around the culture of the time, so mm-hmm. it makes sense. But like in uh, like Captain Marvel, when in the beginning of the of the movie where she crash lands into the blockbuster and she walks over to the Radio Shack, mm-hmm. yeah. So like I felt like that was kind of more in your face, like hey, it's the '90s. Yeah, and like hey, look at this blockbuster. Buster. Blockbuster, <laughs> blocking that, <laughs> blocking that Buster. Listen, don't go blocking that Buster. <laughs> the coach is on defense. Um. <laughs> Yeah, like, it was very, like, yo, this is, like, capturing the mm-hmm. 90s. But you're right. In this movie, it was very, like, oh, uh, this fucking camp- handheld camcorder is, like, huge. Yeah. Even like, when they were, like, doing the tapes. Yeah. Like, it's and, like, no memory cards. The the family who, like, walked by and the dad was holding the big-ass, uh, like, handy cam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, so little stuff like that. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool. Um, but... There was also, I noticed that, like, even the AT&T logo looked older. Oh, yeah. They had, like, the yeah. actual logo. Yeah. And I thought that was cool, too, because the first time I saw it, I was like, was AT&T back, around back then? Was it called AT&T? And it's then like, after I looked it up, I was like, oh, it was called AT&T. <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of cool, like, little little tidbits. But um, so this this movie was about this. Uh, and, I mean, you could you guys could Google it. It's not, like, spoiler or anything. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Jewel. Robert Jewel. Yeah. Yeah. Richard, Richard Jewel. Jewel. Richard Jewel. Yeah. Um, I looked him up post us watching this, yeah. and uh, dude, dead ass, like, looks just like the guy. Like, yeah. Well, even in the movie, I don't know if you noticed, but the scene where they, the first interview that he does on TV in the movie, mm-hmm. they just straight up used the clip from the interview. Oh, did they? Like, really? That was the actual dude. Oh shit! I didn't notice that. Yeah. Wait, like when he first like saves everybody? Yeah. So like right after spoilers from the '96 <laughs> Olympics. Uh, right. Yeah, so like right after the bombing happened There's a bomb in this movie no. <laughs> It's the movie itself It's the bomb, it's guys bomb. No. 98 no. Um, You know what I'm thinking? What's up? I don't know if we hit play on the camcorder That would be so funny I let me. I'm gonna stand up oh, and I'm gonna go man. check This is the moment of truth right here Because I definitely didn't hit play And I'm Yo. pretty sure I didn't hit play I did delete the footage though. Are you are you recording? Let's see. Hold on, I can't. This is live and direct, guys. This is a uh, trailer without a radio, raw and uncut. All 
So, Yo, wait. So should we run it back? Because the first like five minutes are gonna be blocked up. I mean, that was eight minutes though. I mean, we got. Welcome to everyone watching the video. <laughs> Yo, I wonder how many people actually listen to it, like on Spotify and all that. Yeah, and versus people that actually watch it. On this would be a good barometer. Yeah. Um. Well, this is like this is cool because like it shows you that everyone fucks up and like post production isn't mm. gonna fix that. So, yeah, we'll fix it in post. Uh, <laughs> no, here's what we do in post: we record eight minutes of us sitting here pretending to talk, oh, and we chop it up and like loop it. <laughs> Yo, you want to? That'd be kind of funny. See if anybody notices. I'm down for that. That's that's um, all right. Cool. So um, I'm glad I remember that way sooner <laughs> than you know, like halfway through the episode or something. Yeah. No. Definitely. Uh. So yeah. Um. Yeah, but yeah, when he was <laughs> that first interview, it was actual footage. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, so I thought I thought that was kind of cool because I noticed that the quality went down like super hard mm-hmm. when that interview happened. I was like, "That's weird. Why the qual? Oh, this is real." Yeah, that's crazy. And it, it, it dude, I'm telling you, the guy looks so much like the real guy that it, I didn't even notice. Yeah, um, I, but I did want to talk a little bit about the stars in the movie. Yeah. Um, so we have uh, Richard Jewell, who was played by Paul Walter. Not gonna pronounce that second last name. This yeah. guy named Paul. Paul. Never seen him anywhere before. Yeah, I l- tried to look him up, and he didn't really have anything else on his IMDb or like anywhere. So this was like his first like big role. Yeah, and I think that's dope because it really it really tells that the director of the movie was looking for more of a realistic looking character rather yeah. than like a name like a, a big, n- name. big name, you know. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Um, the his attorney played by. Uh, Sam Rockwell. Mm-hmm. His name was uh, Watson Bryan in the movie. Yep. Um, never seen that guy anywhere either. Same. So I'm I'm pretty new to this. Uh, the newspaper journalist that I want to talk about, Olivia Wilde. Yeah. So <laughs> you were like, oh yeah, after the movie, guys, Renee's like, oh that's Olivia Wilde, and I was like, yeah, that was her. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah, that's totally her. She was in that movie. The- <laughs> she <laughs> so was there. Where, where is she from? Like, where do you know her from? So. Again, she's from the Drake music video. <laughs> oh yeah, you did say that, bro. Like that. Uh, nice for what has like thousand girls in it. But she's the first one, and she's oh the only one who's white. You well, like, but there has to be like a reasoning for her to be in that video. Was she in like Degrassi with him, or like how do they know each other? No. Well, the whole point of the video was it's just a bunch of successful female people. Nah, I think those are all the girls that Drake fucked. Oh. Nah. <laughs> Imagine, yeah. Let's go with uh, Olivia Wilde to start. Nah. Wow. Um, <laughs> You're just throwing darts at a board. Okay, so you know her from the Drake video? Yeah. No. Oh. Uh, I feel like that's maybe where most people know her from. Probably. Uh, she's also she was the director of Booksmart. Smarts. We did a movie review on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did a movie re- a movie review within the movie review because we were reviewing a different movie. We did. You're right. Yeah. Movieception. No. Um. <laughs> Inception, right? It wasn't Inception though. So she did that. Uh, she, oh god, my mind just went blank on that. But she's a pretty well-established actress, and uh, she's directed a handful of things. With Booksmart being like her most widely known and critically, uh, critically. Oh, that's fucking why? Because she's a girl. Critically no. acclaimed. Oh, critically, critically, not clitoris. <laughs> no. I was trying to say, uh, see, I can't even say it, but uh, like the critics. Oh, um, Eber and Roper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, what what are you trying? Like a critic, uh, like it critically has a, acclaimed. Thank you. That acclaimed. No, the first word. Critically acclaimed. 
acclaimed. Accla- what? Well, <laughs> I, well, whatever reason, I can't say them together right now. Okay. Uh, Yo, so, that's funny. Yeah, so she's she's from that. And then uh, John Hamm, who I imagine was next on the list. Yeah. Uh, the FBI, the leading FBI agent in the investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Hamm, um, he, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was in an episode of The Office, but you, you're saying he's, he wasn't. No, he was in an episode of 30 Rock, and he was in an episode of another big uh, sitcom that I can't remember off the top of my head right now. But right. he was like the lead. He played uh, John, or I think it was John, John Draper in Mad Men. Okay. That was like his, that's like his big claim to fame. Uh, he was in oh Kimmy Schmidt that that was the other one the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, mm. uh, starting the girl from the office the the second receptionist um, you know Kelly Aaron, Aaron oh I think Kelly's a real name because yeah, I, yeah, I that's keep, what I remember I keep trying her to as. say Kelly and, yeah and it's not Kelly yo like this is gonna be an ongoing thing for like the rest of the podcast because like I just I'm bad with names bro yeah. like. Um, but I'm trying to get better. I, I listen to this podcast that's all about like movies and like um, mm. uh, video games. So like they name drop all the time, and I'm just like, huh, yeah, yeah. Then I <laughs> yeah, go and Google yeah, them. So that's a person. No. Yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah, but, but um, no, I think John Hamm is a really good actor. Just all things aside, like if you see him in something else, I'd really recommend watching his uh, the episode of Black Mirror that he's in. You know what? I've heard a lot of good things about that show. About, oh, you've never seen Black Mirror? Never seen it. Oh, mainly because I don't like watching scary stuff, and I heard that it was kind of like creepy. Well, it's only creepy if you accept it as the future. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. See that right there? Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> yeah, no. I don't fuck with that. No. Go watch The Office again. Yeah. See, that's in the past. No. <laughs> um, can't get creeped out with the past. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So then these these uh they had some big names in yeah, the movie. So, so it Olivia, wasn't like a yeah Olivia Wilde and. Uh, John Hamm were like the big names. They probably took up more most of the budget. Probably took up, yeah, yeah. And then well, Clint Eastwood at directing it, which I mean, he's got his whole like what sixty years worth of film. Work. Oh my god, yo, it's so crazy that my dad knows him as like a younger Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. So I remember I was watching um, uh, what's that movie, Gran Torino? Yeah, with him, and he's like, oh my god, he's old as shit. And that was like what, maybe ten years ago. Yeah, that was it. And now while back. Uh, we were watching not so long ago. We we're watching The Mule. Oh, my dad's like, oh my god, this guy's not dead yet. Like, dude, <laughs> he's like literally a bag of bones. Like, yeah, he's so old. But, but he's 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 in there. Yeah, like, that's it's crazy. Weird. Um, so yeah, he 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 wrote it, produced it. Uh, he directed and <laughs> all of them o- except for the one I guess. Yeah, uh, and yeah, some, he started it. No. <laughs> he started it. Some other yeah. dude did it, but it's it's really cool. And I guess slight segue it's it's really cool that he's still out there he's like directing stuff because that you know that's a lot of work to well direct all these actors direct the sets and do all this stuff and put everything together and you're old as fuck yeah so it shows that like his uh his mental capacity is still there yeah and it was i was thinking about this uh just randomly at some point after we saw the movie in your shower thought yeah, it was like a shower <laughs> thought. Yeah, um, but it wasn't in the shower though. Wow! And I was thinking about this, like, wow, yeah, he's really, he's really well put together for such an old dude. And immediately, my brain compared it to uh, Joe Biden. Because why? I don't know if you've seen any of the interviews or any of the like the touring that Joe Biden's doing, like trying to go for this presidential election. Mm, I mean, I haven't like focused on it, but yeah. 
this dude is falling apart. <laughs> oh, like, shit. Like, most of the time, he's, like, slurring his... He, he sounds like a drunk dude, you know? Really? He's, like, slurring his words. Like, people have to, like, repeat questions to him. He can't... Like, he'll start talking... He does, like, the Michael Scott thing where he'll start talking and he doesn't remember what he said when he started talking. <laughs> so he just keeps going on tangents? Yeah. So, like... Yeah. He'll do all this shit, and, like, people still want him as president somehow. I was like, bro, he can barely, like, formulate a concise sentence. But he's a meme god. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's why like, I'm he's like. He's Joe. <laughs> that's why, like, why do people want him Want him as a president? And, like, the best, like, uh, comment that I saw was, um, you know, people just remember him as a guy who was there when Obama was there. Obama was chill. <laughs> so, by association, <laughs> Biden has to be chill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. like people are going to relive the Obama years through Joe Biden. Yeah, but yeah. Joe Biden's out of, he's he's not fully there in his mental capacities. Yikes. Yeah, do you think uh Clint Eastwood at that age is it just like passion for movies or does he cuz he doesn't really need to work anymore. I mean, I'm I, sure he could retire and like, I'm pretty sure you didn't have I'm pretty sure you could have retired like in the 70s. At that point, I think it's just like a passion to be on a set, you know. Yeah, like, and I that's think, pretty dope. Like like that's his thing. Like yeah. that's his legitimate calling. That's so cool. At, like at one point i'm gonna be like 95 having a podcast fuck and they're gonna have like all these young kids and i'm gonna have to tell them like look man like sometimes you forget to hit record on the camera but it's okay <laughs> nah, like, no no trado that's just you what ca- what's a camera nah <laughs> what do you mean Imagine. you don't just beam it to people's feeds yeah, yeah. We, this is all the telecatronics telecatronics yeah oh nice you know. program yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah getting getting back to the film though i yeah. So, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, I kind of I went into the film not knowing anything about it. Okay. I knew that it was based on historical events, and that it was called uh, Richard Jewell. Right. And that was about it. Because even when we sat down before the screening started, I was like looking at it. I was like, oh, Olivia Wilde is in this. Oh, John Hamm is in this. <laughs> well, yeah, you did mention you're like, oh, now I know who's like starring in this film. Yeah, who's yeah. in it. And it was really cool going into a movie about a historical event, not knowing anything about it. That's dope. So I, I guess were you in the same boat? Did you not know anything about this dual person? Well, the thing is, I've seen the trailer. Um, it, it just happened to come out in like a, a previous movie I saw, but um, I, I didn't look into it. Like I just never bothered to like look up the bombing or anything like that. Yeah. Which kind of like so I'm thinking about it now, like. Does that say something about how, like, we were taught history in school? Because I didn't know this even existed. Like, I, I swear to God, I didn't know that the Olympics were in the United States at that time. Uh-huh. You know? So, like, we were taught, like, well, we lived through, like, the 9-11 and shit mm-hmm. like that. But, like, I'd never heard of this bombing. Which we had technically lived through this bombing as well. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. We weren't in school. So, I don't know. Maybe if we were in school at the time... We would have had like one of those days, like when nine eleven happened, where that's all we talked about for a whole yeah. day. But then it's also like maybe uh, since we didn't live in Georgia or Atlanta, like we just never fucking heard of it. Yeah, but it was the Olympics though, that is which true. is arguably more important than the Twin Towers. Also, was it just the track and field Olympics games? I, because I think it was... if that's the case, then wouldn't Michael Jordan be in that like playing in the ninety six Olympics? Well, let's yeah. Yeah, it was the 96 Olympics. That was the first... That was the Dream Team. Yeah, but then the Dream Team play in, like, uh, like uh, Barcelona or something? Like, they played... Maybe that's where they had the final tournament or something? Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, we should really do this research. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, what I'm saying is... Um, yeah, the lack <laughs> I think of... we were going to start talking about Jordan. I wasn't, <laughs> yeah, but no, I you wasn't know, prepared for that. The way Jordan just dropped these fucking... No, but, like... <laughs> 
He um, was dropping bombs on the game. Not- <laughs> wow, dropping bombs. From three. No. Um, <laughs> but but wow, yeah, no, like the bombs. lack of us not knowing that this happened made the movie much better. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it does it does raise an interesting point of how come that never got taught. Yeah. Like, I didn't know the... Yeah, like you, I didn't know the Olympics happened here. I didn't know that this fucking bombing event happened. Yeah. I don't know who this Jewel person... We were, like, trying to figure out how to pronounce <laughs> his last name, remember? Jewel? Like, yeah. whatever... <laughs> yeah uh so yeah things like that but it did make the experience better it reminded me of when i saw um the itanya movie Ooh. that uh hulu made like a couple years ago starring don't tell me no i'm not gonna tell, tell you no. uh i think it was elizabeth banks oh probably was yeah and yeah it had to be elizabeth banks <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and sure uh, this it. guy uh the winter soldier sebastian Stain? Stain? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like The that. guy that plays... Um, the Winter Soldier? <laughs> Bucky? There you go, Bucky, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm really bad at this. Yeah, and uh, that was a really good movie, too, based on historical events from the Olympics as well. Oh, nice. That was the 85 Olympics. So, Tanya Harding, uh, do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's okay to say no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tanya Harding, she played in the uh, 85 Olympics. Okay, what did, what did she do in the 85 Olympics? She ran. Because that's the safest bet. Like, you could be a... That's true. That's the yeah, most... That's the most safe. Because no, she wasn't a swimmer, obviously. She so, <laughs> why couldn't she be a swimmer? No, nah, she was a, you know, she was a sprinter. Yeah. <clears throat> she was a sprinter on the ice because she was a figure skater. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Damn, I thought I had it. Yeah, I highly yeah. recommend watching it if, for anyone who hasn't seen it. And it's based around the events of, like, her life leading up to that point. Mm-hmm. And how, like, all the struggles that she had to go through to get to the Olympics. That's pretty cool. And then when she was competing in the Olympics, her ex-husband uh, backstage broke the legs of one of the other competitors. Are you serious? So that that other girl couldn't compete so that Tanya wouldn't lose. Wait, hold up. What the hell? Like, how did he get away with breaking someone, uh, an athlete's leg? Well, he didn't. He went to jail. <laughs> Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so then she won by default? No, she lost. She got disqualified because oh, her God. fucking ex-husband yeah. broke the other person's legs. Well, you just ruined the whole movie for me. <laughs> well, I mean, look it up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, uh, but it's a it's a really good movie, and yeah. that's something that I had never even heard of before either. Right. Until like the movie came out and people were talking about the movie, and I was like, "Oh, this is real!" And I had to like go and Google it. Damn, that's dope. But yeah. that's another really good movie too. Yeah. Along the same line. So, I don't know. Maybe they just don't want to teach those because they're not, like... Like, crazy historical events. Yeah, but... A, well, not... Like, they don't paint the Olympics in a good light or they don't paint the United States in a good light. But then again, you know, there's, like, Pearl Har- uh Not Pearl Harbor. Uh, that was bad on the Jap- Japanese. Yeah, that was, yeah that But was, the, the, response really to, <laughs> the response to Pearl Harbor, we just decided to bomb Japan to shit. Yeah. Like... We get taught about that all the time, and that's really not a. It's not that, really a uh, high point. Hiroshima. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was one of them, but Oof. stuff like that. But going back to the movie specifically, <laughs> I and you mentioned this right after we left the the theater too. I like that the film dealt with the fallout of the bombing, mm-hmm. and it wasn't dealing with the bot. Like the bombing wasn't the climax of the film. Right. The bombing was like a fifteen minute thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. So that that made it cool because it was more about the human aspect and how it like emotionally affected Richard and like how it affected his family and and all this. Yeah, 
which uh, it gave a really realistic uh, point of view to things. You mm-hmm. know, like I, I don't, not once in the movie did I feel like it was being exaggerated. Yeah, um, and that's what I like because it reminded me, like I even said, like it was like a long ass episode of uh, First Forty Eight. Yeah, where it's like it's all realistic facts, and they did their best to like to like stick to the facts because it is a you know a historical event or whatever. Yeah. But like it didn't feel like they were pushing it or like making exaggerating you know yeah i thought that was really cool um it also reminded me of uh i don't know if you ever listened to the podcast uh serial uh-huh so serial it followed um a murder case of uh this guy this uh middle eastern guy mm-hmm. named um uh said 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 oh, fuck i forgot his name but um yeah pretty much it was the journalist that started this podcast years after the trial was he was convicted for murder and she was trying to convince everyone that he he didn't do it Mm -hmm. but i liked it because it was very factual like it was very like she went back and retraced everything and talked to like numerous people and even in the movie i mean this semi-spoiler but not really uh the attorney goes back and like retraces everything that happened during the bombing yeah shit like that and i think that makes it like more realistic and more believable because it shows that not only did he didn't he didn't do it, but physically there's no way one man could pull that job off. You right, know what I'm saying? which like I think did a good job at like showing how sometimes the government and like police authorities they'll just get fixated on something because like mm-hmm. by the end of the movie, like uh, John Hamm's character, whatever the detective's name was in the movie, he was just fixated on it. Like this is the guy who did it. And yeah. I was like, well, it's impossible. He could have made the call and been there at the same time. It's like, all right, well, we had someone else help him. And they just yeah. like they just started throwing shit, like trying to make anything stick to the wall, you know? I know. And he like pulled that one out of his ass too. Like, yeah. He yeah. was just like pulling shit left and right, like just trying to frame this dude at this point. Yeah. And and you know what's crazy? That reminds me of um, back to the, the serial podcast. I know I keep talking about it, but um, if you don't have an attorney bro like you're pretty much fucked because mm-hmm. you're now it's like your word against the fbi and like the federal agents you know right like, so you know how they were just trying to like bend the truth like yeah this guy was just like a regular schmuck uh richard jewel you know yeah. like there was no way he was going to be able to like argue his way through that if they went to court like right and yeah. i <laughs> i guess the, the one part that i'm not sure of of how much it was played up or anything was how much of like <laughs> uh like how much of a fanboy richard duel was for like authority and like yeah. following the rules and all this and like how knowledgeable he was like how great he was at talking himself into a fucking hole <laughs> dude one of my favorite lines in the whole movie was uh oh you know uh i'm law enforcement too like yeah yeah like he was he a security guard that. like like he was like the lowest of the security guards yeah. like he was very like he just he he had this passion for for law enforcement yeah um, and it showed throughout the whole movie and i thought that was pretty funny i mean ultimately i guess it worked out because he finished off his life being like a deputy sheriff in georgia or somewhere yeah but yeah that part i don't know if i feel like that part was probably exaggerated a little bit for like uh comedic and dramatic effect okay yeah i can see that <laughs> because it was funny as fuck it was, though it was funny which yeah. is i thought was surprising i didn't expect to given that this was like a historical movie and based around a bombing yeah i didn't expect to laugh as much as i did during that movie oh my god yeah you're right and like it wasn't even like they were trying to be funny like it was just like the character being himself (laughs) i have a i have something in my notes that when i was writing this i started laughing uh i put 
<laughs> so I, I'm writing notes, right? And in my head, I'm just like flowing. Yeah. I put regular schmuck ass Richard. <laughs> <laughs> kind of loopy, but everyone has that friend who's kind of weird, but wouldn't hurt a fly. Yeah. So I like this movie because it shows how normal someone can be and become a whole different person by just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. Yeah. So like he's just a regular Joe, like regular ass schmuck, you know, like, yeah, he's just passionate about security and protecting people really I yeah mean, to a flaw like when they were talking about how he was pulling people over on the expressway when he was working as a campus security <laughs> guard yeah they're, they're like yo you have no jurisdiction <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any jurisdiction on the streets yeah, he's like impersonating a fucking officer yeah, yeah. But he, i like how he had a solid line for everything though he's like yeah, well yeah if i stop them before they get to the campus they won't be a problem on the campus dude and that made sense yeah like, it was like shit <laughs> And then he goes, uh, when he's talking to the superintendent of the school, he goes, sir, you told me when I first met you, yep. you don't want no Mickey Mouse and you don't want no Mickey Mouse <laughs> around here. And you know, like, he like wrote it down, yeah. like showed it to him. And the guy's like, no, I didn't say that. He goes, no, nope, nope, I wrote it down. <laughs> and this is like re- six months prior. <laughs> he's living through his notes. Yo, that guy was very like to the book. Like yeah. he was very like he followed every single rule, you know. He followed everything. Like su- like even when he found the bomb, he like went straight through all the protocol. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. no, I can't touch it. You can't touch it. We have to call in a bomb team. Yeah, they're the ones that can touch it and all that. Yeah, speaking of that, uh, I thought it was very realistic when right be- moments before that, um, he's like, you know, on his watch, and then his his coworker was like uh yo man you look sick just take the day off you know just switch with somebody else mm-hmm. and this guy had the shits like here are the oh, runs yeah. he goes nah man i gotta you know i gotta I, i'm on call today like i gotta make I gotta it stick like, it out yeah and that guy had to take a shit while there's like a bombing going on <laughs> i'm surprised he didn't shit himself like in the bombing <laughs> yeah. off i would have just let it all out like yeah, i mean well what's everyone's running our way already so. bro that shit was so funny but you're right like he was very to the book like uh not to the book what's the what's the term to the book to no. the t to the very, window to the wall no. <laughs> ah, ski, ski. um yeah but imagine him dancing to it, um i'd like yeah. to think of him as you know the the video of the like the big guy on the subway he's like in a suit so oh. he wears like an office job but he's like trash so his suit's all wrinkled like his ties undone like he's going home from the bar yeah, yeah. he's like halfway passed out but he's still singing and they're all egging him on <laughs> yeah that's that's richard jewel damn yo would you hang out with richard jewel i think I, w- I would try it at least once yeah like if you worked with him you'd be like yo man we're all gonna get a drink after work yeah i don't think he would go but yeah i, I think he would because I mean, they showed him when him and his lawyer were together for the first time, and they were they were drinking a couple of uh, Budweisers. Oh yeah, they were they were uh, downing the buds. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think he he'd do it because it's kind of it's part of the job to him. You know, I think he would make that that yeah. extension because like, oh, you go you go on patrol, you stop a few crooks, and then when you when your shift's over, you go to a local pub with your with your boys who also finished their patrol. Yeah. You know, have you a build co- that bond with your yeah. Have yeah. a couple beers, share some stories about what you guys saw on patrol, and then you pack yeah. it up and go home. Yeah, let's do it. No, nah. you know, that sounds like a normal Yo. like a thing that like a cop or like a bunch of buddies who are cops would do. You know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I also like that he was very like, uh, he was very not passionate, but he was very like his mom came first. You know, yeah. like anything he did, he wanted to make his mom proud, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought that was really cool because. It was it was like a thin line between mama's boy but very like single son that only has his mom. Yeah, I didn't see his dad throughout the whole thing. 
Yeah, they didn't. Um, they didn't even make a mention to it. Yeah, so I like how they painted that bond between him and his mom. I thought that was really realistic too. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty much off the bat, is there any like, do you want to dive into spoilers? Because I don't want to make this a whole episode thing. But yeah, um, I guess I guess we could talk about spoilers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we could talk it's about how much to spoil. We can just I, read yeah. this on Wikipedia. Yeah, it's true. You could read it on two pages now. The actual Ooh. historical event and the Wikipedia page about the movie about the event. I saw an article that compared the two. Uh-huh. Um, very, very low like uh, rating. Really? Yeah. It was Vogue. Vogue magazine. Huh. Yeah. Um, Which I thought Vogue was only like like makeup and like wow. fucking... That's very... I swear. <laughs> I thought it was like a fashion thing. No, that's very uh, not woke of you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, AF? Yeah. I did have two things. One, uh, the woman who played the mom uh, of Richard, she actually was in the office. Yes. Okay. I knew that. Like, I was at first. I was like, Nah, she looks a little old. But then I remembered the office is like fucking eleven yeah, years. Yeah, the old. office has been off the air for like seven, eight years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's the lady from um, the printing company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes saber uh yeah saber. she's the the yeah. saber ceo yeah or the first cb cbo no sabre sabre yeah yeah, yeah. dunder milfin is a part of sabre <laughs> i love that part <laughs> are, you, are you are you sure it's sabre <laughs> it, it doesn't work <laughs> it doesn't work anymore right um so okay so she's uh the lady with the dogs yeah she's the lady uh, with the dogs does she always have that southern accent because in the movie she had it and in the office she yeah. had it too well I I don't know. I feel like she. I don't know. I don't know where the actress is from, but she might just be from the south. Yeah, right. Because in both instances, it made sense. Because in the office, she played a character that was from Florida. Right. And then in this movie, obviously, they were from Georgia. Yeah. So they're all like in that realm. Yeah. So actually, let me let me see if I can find this real quick. Yeah, for sure. That'd be funny if if she's like from New York or something. In the meantime, um, during the movie, she she's playing a mom, so she's very like loving and like Memphis. She's from Memphis. Yeah, uh, that's that's South. That's exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. So she's playing this mother loving like mother. Um, and uh, I, I I don't know. In my head, I was comparing it while I was watching it, and like. I try to envision her acting like that towards Michael Scott. Oh, you know, because super, yeah, because like, in the, in the office she's all tough and like she's a hard ass like boss. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yo, if she was like a loving mother, Michael Scott would have been a mama's boy right off the bat. There's yeah. no like, yeah, damn, that would have been perfect. For that would have been funny, yeah. And it worked out though, because then he ended up with Holly and everything was perfect. Everything happened at the end, yeah. Um, welcome back to the office episode. <laughs> yo, wait, real quick. Guys, uh, Threat Level Midnight dropped on YouTube. Oh, yeah. The whole, like, 20-minute movie. Yeah, like, 20, 25-minute movie. I'm saving it because I'm going to watch it tonight. But it's, it's uh, yeah. I've seen the first, like, six minutes or so. I saw, like, the first minute Yeah, where Michael Scott, oh, Michael Scorn. No. Yeah. He's, like, shooting. Oh. Like, and he's, like, it's so dodging bad. him. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, yeah, I got I to gotta check it out. Yeah. Um, so, the... The other thing that I had, and I, I saved this one second because it's it's more in depth than this person was in the office. Oh right, right. <laughs> that was the main point. Yeah. So uh, what I thought was really, I don't even know how to say, it, ironic, I guess, is that there's apparently a, like a decent amount of backlash around uh, Olivia Wilde's character from the movie. 
the journalist the journalist's character because you know obviously the journalist that she played was based on a real journalist who actually broke the story like in real life yeah and so they're saying that her portrayal of the person in the movie makes it seem like that person was like exchanging sex for news stories and like that's the only way that she could get articles and like be a good uh journalist that's what i took from it yeah and it, it, oh, this is perfect <laughs> and and uh i thought it was weird because the first time i saw that i was like well how where did you get that from but apparently so that's the same thing you took so yeah. i guess how how like why is that the conclusion that you came to well before she even had sex in the movie um i i i kind of it felt like it because she um she was very like promiscuous like she uh like she looked like she would do anything to get mm-hmm. like uh the tea like soap on something you know yeah i don't know what the kids are calling it these days el, cheese, the el chisme yeah, yeah the scoop uh what did i say soap who the yeah. fuck is soap i think i meant to say scoop probably um but no she looked very like let me get like the the thing first and um she met with someone uh, uh which later on we found out that was her like assistant or like co-writer yeah um and I honestly thought she was gonna like give him a blowjob on the bench, but then <laughs> she meets with the. We're doing spoilers, right? Yeah. And then she meets with the FBI agent, and then she got hot, and I was like, okay. So then, what that shows me that she will go above and beyond just to get the story. Yeah. And that's exactly what she did. Um. But then she when when later on we find her in the backseat of the attorney's yeah. car. I was like, this bitch is gonna have sex with the attorney. But then that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. So in my head, it was very like, uh, I'll do anything for the story, pretty uh-huh. much. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. But I mean, she only did it once, so it doesn't really. Yeah. So like the, I guess I, I guess I took it a completely different way, or at least I didn't. I didn't take it that way. So I thought, given given that the movie is based in in the nineties, yeah. and she's white, and she's in the South. Okay. I figured you know if you want to be, it's historically has been always more difficult for women to be successful journalists or to be at the top of a field or like even like uh analysts on tv like most of the analysts like for the nba there's like four women i think that i could think of there's yeah the one with the uh there's one with the big nose that i can't stand (laughs) you know which one i'm talking about uh i'm not sure which is she on uh abc Uh, yeah i think i know you're talking Mm -hmm. about um so not because she's a girl but like shit like that okay yeah and so in the 90s that's even more prevalent yeah but so i took it as she was like you know kind of like when you're being attacked by a bear how they tell you to be loud and big you (laughs) know so she had to have like this like tough guy attitude to like get respect from like her editor who was like an old white dude you know yeah and so that that's that's what I took it as like her behavior in in the office environment. So the first time that we saw her, okay. And then I thought was that her and the FBI agent person had been in a rela- were in a relationship or had been in a relationship at some point in the past. Yeah, because the first scene that they're together when um when they're doing the the everyone's doing the macarena. Oh, they were like rubbing up on each other. Yeah, yeah, and like. It, the way that they were talking to each other, it sounded like they had known each other for a long time, you know? Yeah, like they were broken up or something? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I took it that way. 
And then, so the scene later in the bar, I was like, well, that makes sense. Like, you know, they were probably dating for a long time. Like, she still has feelings for her. Like, they have feelings for each other or something, you know? I can see that. And then he would, like, give her the scoop because they were past. Right. So that's what I took it as. Um, And then, like, stuff that he would say was just, like, kind of, like, taking, like, shots at her. Like, maybe they broke up because she cheated on him with something or something. And that's why he's like, oh, you know, like uh i forgot what the line was exactly but like something along the lines of like oh if you couldn't bang the information out of my coworkers, what makes you think i'm gonna give it to you damn so i was like oh maybe they broke up because like she slept with someone else you know or like for know. a better story Ooh, damn fuck all right hold on this bitch no yeah, but who had as a kid though like who got custody of little johnny ah <sighs> you mean little richard mind blown uh, no. what <laughs> That's why he's so <laughs> fucked up in the head. Because like, <laughs> he's the son of an FBI agent. And Damn. his mom's a reporter who's out to get him. <laughs> Damn, they were never home. No. So he learned how to make bombs. No. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what I took it as. Yeah. And so when I started seeing that, I was like, oh, that's weird. But then the more I thought about it and like the example that you gave, it makes sense. But I thought it was ironic because there's all this thing on the media like playing this up. And that's exactly what happened to Richard Jewell in the movie and in real life that, you know, the story broke and then the media was like all over it, like harassing oh, him and doing all yeah. this shit. And I feel like it's kind of, it, it's just, it's funny that the same thing is happening around the portrayal of this character. Right. Yeah. It's a little ironic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did, I did have a sense of like her being like the big, like tough guy when yeah. she, was being cocky after the story broke yeah and she was like yeah that's right everybody like clap it up for me yeah. you know but then i also was like no because she had sex for that story like no one knows she did but right. she's like faking it um but yeah to go full circle at the end when they're giving the con- uh press conference you can see her in the background crying yeah that's- and like she broke down they made a real big point to yeah. show that she was having like an emotional breakdown hearing like how much this affected this Richard's mom? And, yeah, and all and that. That's dope because that like she was once the villain who is now having a like you know like a change of heart. Because even of heart, she yeah. had that scene where she where she goes. Apparently, everyone in the fucking movie did this, but she goes <laughs> to the to the payphone where the nine one one call was placed and walks to where the bomb happened and she's timing it as well. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh shit!" Like he didn't do. It. Like she accepted it. It's like, "Oh, he didn't do it." Which I had a weird reaction to that while we were watching it because I was even like, hold on, that's all it took for this bitch to change her mind? Yeah. Like, she was talking all this shit, right? And she was like, yo, this uh, this guy is, like, the perfect fit. Like, you yeah. know, he's mental. Like, he lives with his mom. Like, I'm going to write all this stuff about him. And you can see, like, throughout the movie, like, there was, like, headlines. Yeah. And they're all coming from her, you know? And then, like, all of a sudden, you do this little test run where, like, you don't, you know. And, yeah. it, I mean, the facts were there because the attorney did it, too. Yeah. But that's all it took for you to change your mind. Like, I'm think, pretty sure, like, there should have been more to it. Yeah. That was a very, like. like it felt kind of quick. Yeah. We have to, like, change the pace of the movie. So, let's just do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, they could have done a better job at that in that instance. Like, have some more moments where she starts questioning it. Because mm-hmm. it really went. She heard the mom's speech. And then she did that test, and then she was like, "Oh shit, he didn't do it." Yeah. So there could, yeah, there could have been some more stuff in between. Um, I did like how uh, throughout the movie, um, the FBI agent kept trying to manipulate and try to like trick this fucking Richard guy. Yeah. Because they thought he was dumb. Like, right. uh, like, like profiling. He looks like an idiot. Like, right. 
You know, and I mean, no offense. Well, he passed away like 2007. 2007 yeah. But this guy looks like you could take advantage of him. And that's exactly what the FBI was trying to do throughout the whole movie. Right. But I feel like if there was a point where the journalist came up to him and seduced him, bro, she could have had him like in the palm of her hand. Like, oh, just, you know, speak into this microphone and tell yeah. everyone you did it. Like, this motherfucker would have cracked. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But uh, I'm glad it didn't happen because this guy would have been in jail. But um, yeah, there was uh, there was little things she did to get her stories out on the mm-hmm. press and like on the newspaper um, that I think just gave everyone a bad taste. Yeah, you know, I guess the way she went about it. Yeah, I don't. I I didn't get the send the you know because the whole backlash point is that she was they were portraying the character as someone who was trading sex for stories, and I I didn't really get that from watching it. Okay, but. Yeah, and the the person is actually dead as well. So, like the actual oh, person, really? yeah, the actual oh, person can't come and like give her opinion on it. So it's this is like people that knew her and like her coworkers from the time and all that that are like kind of upset about this. You're right, but they didn't they say at the end of the movie that she died, or maybe I read this afterwards. Or they 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 want to believe that the cause of death was like related to the bombing and the whole story because uh-huh. they she died not having any like uh closure mm-hmm. on what she did to richard jewel and that it like ate her up throughout her whole life huh maybe yeah i read that somewhere that's weird but okay so say you accuse someone of doing something yeah. like on that level of like right. fbi agent how would you feel knowing once you have that like that like uh change of heart or like that fucking there's a word i'm looking for revelation revelation no it's called um epiphany epiphany yeah yeah how dumb would you feel would you like okay would you quit your job or would you apologize to him publicly i i think like a public apology is probably the best thing you could do because i mean the whole the whole reason that this became a big big ass issue is because she went public with the that media. story yeah, yeah to the begin media with played a big role in this yeah. yeah and so the and i think even the lawyer kind of speaks to that at the that last scene where they're sitting at the diner and uh the FBI agent comes in and gives him the letter that says you're officially no longer a person of interest. Mm-hmm. Cause he's like, Oh, this is a good start. Like, are you going to put this on all the fucking news outlets and like, you know, make this public? Yeah. So like, I feel like the only way that you could like apologize is by doing the same thing, like an opposite, like admitting that you were wrong and you were looking for a story. Yeah. But yeah, that I could see that like really fucking with a person. Cause especially her as a journalist, like you don't want to admit that you were, wrong or that you didn't have all the facts because that kills your your credibility like right. no one's going to want to publish your stories after that that's true yeah es- but she had to believe that he actually did it though like yeah. i think as a journalist like you go into the field i mean we've we've had a journalist on the show but like that would have been a good question to ask um dang why couldn't this movie come i know <laughs> but like you obviously go in there with like a good intention right so you want to you want to uh, broadcast these stories of like yeah. catching the villain or catching the the bad guy, but I think what like she lost like that that like um man dude I suck at talking today <laughs> anyway she lost that so now she's just going for like the juicy gossip you know right she's just trying she to wasn't trying stay to like the top spot yeah she wasn't trying to like uh she wasn't in favor of Richard Jewell pretty much like right. she wasn't trying to find out whether he did it or not. She was in favor of whatever would sell the most yeah, and get think, her on the front page. I think that's what messed her up throughout like 
post everything that happened yeah. uh, for the next following years. Because, dude, that's like guilty conscience, you know? Yeah, because yeah. you, you have to live with that. That's fucking crazy. Again, that's how realistic this movie was. Like, yeah. it makes you think. And that's what I like about these movies, bro. Like, it makes you think after the fact and like, damn. Like, put yourself in those shoes, you know? Yeah. Compared to, like, a freaking, I don't know, Harry Potter. Like, I, I'm not going to fly around on a broom. Like, <laughs> not I, with that attitude. No. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's more realistic of me, like, like pinpointing whether or not you could blow up a bomb and, like, right. reenacting it. You know? Like, I think that's really cool. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think that about covers everything that I had. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Well, actually, I wrote down a lot of shit, but... We pretty much covered it. Um, I'm just going to pull something from these notes real quick. Uh-huh. Um, I know while you pull that up, I know uh, during the movie, like when he was walking his dog and when they were waiting, when they were about to go back inside after the FBI had like searched the house where he yeah. was like having like chest problems and he was like grabbing his heart. Oh, yeah. And I was like, fuck, this dude's going to have a heart attack. I thought so, too. And yeah. me not knowing historically what happened, I was like, is he? Is is this how he dies? Does he die here? I was worried about the dog. <laughs> I was like, yo, you can't land on this dog if you have a heart attack. And so I think that, that helped play it up for me, too. Because, uh, you know, if I, if I had known more about the event, I was like, oh, well, he doesn't die here. He yeah. dies in 2007. Right. You know? Yeah. But me watching this with no context, I was like, oh, shit, does he die? Like, does this, like all the scrutiny from the media end up causing him to have heart problems and ends up killing him. Yeah. You're on the edge of your seat, bro. Like, yeah, I was like freaking out. I was like, what is that? And like you said, like you start putting yourself in the, the character's shoes. I was like, yeah. what is this going to do to, uh, to Olivia Wilde's character knowing that she made these false accusations on somebody and it caused him to die and it killed him. Yeah. So she blew him up. Right. Literally. Yeah. And like, what is what is the FBI going to do with this information? Are they going to like try to play this up now that he literally can't defend himself? You're just going to pin it on him. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, man. So shit like that. But uh, real quick uh, before we get off topic, um, I listened to this podcast yesterday called Other People's Lives, where they uh, they put themselves in someone else's shoes, you know, yeah. and they interview people, and it's all like confidential. They had this girl on the show that was a survivor of the uh, Las Vegas um, Route Route 91 uh, Country Festival shooting. Yeah, that happened a couple of years ago. So they had her on the show, and she's talking about this. And I was it's weird that I was listening to it while I was writing the notes for for today's show. But um, I'm putting two and two together. So she was talking about her experience, right? When everything happened, how she got away, like even post how like they were hiding at the Hooters Hotel uh-huh. and like she was scared to even walk out of the room she was hiding in and she was scared of like people in the elevator. Um, during this 1996 uh, bombing, people died. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the connection there. But like, how would you feel if you survived a like a traumatic like incident like this? Yeah. Like, so in the movie they show this lady who was taking the pictures with her daughter yeah i actually found out that that lady was one of the two people that died yep yeah and um I found that yeah so then i'm thinking like if you survive but like your friend doesn't right how would you feel realistically where you're like holy shit we both had a equal opportunity to die but right. i made it out alive the like, whole um, that's fucking crazy dude it's called uh survivor's guilt yeah yeah that's exactly what it is yeah i I feel like that has to fuck with you because then you start questioning everything. You're like, well, you know what? 
well, now I have to do, you know, it's that, that yeah. kind of mentality. It's like, now I have to do something. Now you're destined for something. Right. Yeah. Like, I can't not do shit now because then that means that this other person died for literally no reason. Like, That's I could have died and maybe they could have done something, you know? Yeah. And then all that just, yeah, it just keeps compounding in your head. Like, that that would I think that would fuck like, with you. Yeah, fuck with you mentally and it'll progress over the years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially because, if you don't, like, deal with it. Yeah. And then she was talking about even like post traumatic uh PTSD. Mm. Um she was having dinner with her parents uh maybe like a year later and some kids were like throwing fireworks outside. Yeah. And she heard the fireworks and she got up, flipped the table over and started running. Yeah. And then her dad like hugged her and was like, "Are you okay?" Well, like, you know, what's going on? Like, what can I do to help? Yeah. And she was saying how there's literally nothing anyone can do. Like yeah. it's all mental and like you're just fucked for however long you know like yeah it's it's crazy bro and to think that like all that just because you were at a concert or like you were at the 1996 olympics right you just you happened know? to be there that is a trip yeah it's <laughs> that yeah. is a trip that is a trip and i am not tripping no <laughs> no sir i do not mm-hmm. think i am tripping nope i stay inside all day no stupid. imagine yo and then like you're afraid to live life too like yeah yeah you're scared to fucking go to a big public event Ooh, but is there a contradiction there because you're afraid to live life but you feel guilty if you don't live life because you could have not been living yeah so imagine how bad that has to fuck with you that's a trip no again (laughs) yeah that's that's crazy in itself oh man i like not not trying to like be weird about it but like i would love to talk to someone that survived something like that yeah just to hear like you know especially like that episode was dope because like she's calling in and everything's confidential she didn't give anything like information out so she was comfortable with giving super detailed you know uh, like she was painting the picture even at one point she was talking about how she ran into the uh, hooters hotel and she was in the casino and in my head, while she was talking, I envisioned it because I was there a couple months ago. Yeah. So I envisioned, like, all the people running in and, like, I envisioned the space. And then she even says, like, she ran towards the back and towards, like, the pool area. And I... <laughs> you knew exactly... Like, I knew exactly where that was. And, I mean, okay, it's kind of funny, but I mean, Hooters Hotel, we ate Hooters, right? Right. And I, I had to go. Like, I had to go to the bathroom <laughs> so bad. Uh-huh. So then there was, like, a hidden bathroom in that back area. Uh-huh. So I went to the bathroom there, but like while she was talking, I was like, "Yo, that's like perfect hiding space." That's you right know, where you went. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you're in the back and like you're away from like the entrance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would love to talk to someone that that survived that, but I don't know if they would be comfortable talking about it on the show. You know, right? What I'm yeah. Publicly talking about it, yeah, you'd have to find a a willing participant, I guess. But yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting to kind of dig dig into someone's uh mind and how they like how they survive with that yeah you know there was a uh before we go there was a country bar that was shot up and people that were at the music festival that survived Mm -hmm. were also at this country bar Mm -hmm. there was a big story on it like this group that went for a birthday party then they survived two incidents and it's crazy moral of the story stop going to country shows (laughs) don't listen to country music (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at you, Jose. No. That's the first person I thought That's of. That's fucked no. up. Yeah. But uh, I guess we can take a break here. Yeah. Um, Seems like a good break. Yeah. Um, I guess before we go, you want to give your final final score on the movie? Ooh. I would give it four bombs out of five. That's insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, I think it was like it was good. Uh, it was very realistic. I liked um, the facts, which I didn't know about till after. Yeah. So it was very well um, told. I liked the character. I liked the the lead uh, character. I liked how yeah. regular Joe he was. Mm. Um, so yeah, four four bombs out of five. All right, I'll give it. Uh, I'll also give it four jewels out of five. Ooh, four, four, four jewels. jewels. <laughs> Just oh wow. <laughs> Just a cloud of smoke. No. Cloud of smoke everywhere. Fucked up. <laughs> Damn, I walked into that one. Yeah, no. no, but for the for the same reasons, I think it's a really well put together movie. Uh, it was I, I actually should have looked up the runtime, but it was about two hours long, and mm-hmm. it didn't. At no point in the movie was like, "Fuck, this is taking a long time." Yeah, no, I so agree. It, it has a really good pace, except for like the one flaw in the story that we kind of talked about. How Olivia's wild, Olivia Wilde's character just kind of has a change of heart, seemingly out of nowhere. Yeah, but everything else, I feel like, is paced pretty well they they do a good job establishing the characters and like by the end of the movie like you like you feel for richard you're like fuck man it's my boy he just wants to be a police officer and make his mom proud i just want to drink a beer with him yeah have yeah. a budweiser with him but yeah i'd say go watch it especially like with the holidays coming up like people have generally people have more time off so oh, yeah for sure they'll have time to go check out some movies this, yeah i think this is one that's worth checking out yeah if you like first 48 you like those crime investigating uh shows this is a great movie for you Mm -hmm. uh with that being said we'll be right back guys uh stick around we have a little bit of uh renee's gonna dance for us oh fuck so uh, (laughs) you don't want to miss this we'll be right back welcome back guys to trade without a radio how's it going you know we've been uh here for about uh 0.5 seconds just waiting for you guys to come back we've been waiting we've been waiting uh uh yeah so wanted to uh well i guess you want you want to outline so i got i got this uh shower thought that i want to go through bam and, um after that i know we you want to introduce a new session a new yeah. session a new uh segment new called s- uh off the record yes called off the record get it because it's a record um, <laughs> watch it completely not be in frame right i'm uh-huh. pointing at nothing yeah uh, yeah, so we got a couple couple little segments here to wrap up the, the episode. Yes. Uh, I know last week we had a whole episode on Shower Thoughts, but now we're breaking it down for one segment per episode, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, so this week, what's your Shower Thought? So my Shower Thought, again, didn't happen in the shower. God damn. One day I'll have one in the <laughs> shower, and like I'm going to be ecstatic. Nice. Until then. Okay, so for, where where did it happen? Uh, this one, I was sitting in a chair while I was at work. Oh, nice. And um, the, I guess it's not even... No, I guess it is a thought. But So I was at work uh, doing doing some stuff. Doing God knows what. <laughs> and <No. laughs> uh, and uh, I got a, a message on, uh, on Facebook, right? On mm-hmm. one of my group chats. Or I guess one of my subgroup chats. Damn, I was gonna say you got how many group chats do you have? Well, because okay, because I have the one main group chat, and then from that group chat we have subgroup chats. Yo, so you're oh, hold up, nah, go. I'm gonna let you finish. No. <laughs> and thanks, Kanye. <laughs> um, so in one of the subgroup chats, uh, somebody sent a sent a picture or a screenshot, and then it's like, hey, isn't uh, hold on, let me let me see what he said. Because I don't know what it was, but I thought I thought this was something that didn't bother me at all, mm-hmm. and then it, it bothered me. Damn! And I felt really I was really confused. I was like, why Why did this bother me? Yep, yep. I feel the same way about uh, putting my quarter in at all the. Uh, oh my god! Yo, that shit bothers me when it doesn't work. It's like, why aren't you working? 
Um, okay, go ahead. Yeah, so it was a screenshot, and it said, "Yo, comma, I think you guys know this bitch, right?" And so the I saw that first before I unlocked my phone. Okay. And so I clicked on it. I was like, "What the hell is he talking about?" And then I saw the picture, the screenshot, and like some more information, like to fill out the situation. And uh, I was looking at it, and I was like. I immediately I was just like I was like upset I was like not like borderline angry you know but at, you were upset at the person or at the yeah, fact at, at the message at the at the person's message okay at at the comment it's like hey you guys know this bitch right okay and it was weird because it had never bothered me before and like I know he didn't mean it like in a negative way calling calling this girl a bitch yeah but like it just, I read it and it just it bothered me. And I'd never had that reaction to somebody calling a girl a Yo, bitch before. Is this is this you growing up into like a more mature like? No, because I I call people bitches all the time. Yeah, <laughs> you do. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. Like, and that's why I was thinking about. It. I was like, why am I like? Why do I feel offended? Because I like I say it all the time, and like I don't say it with like a negative connotation. Yeah, and like even um, the the last time we were in Milwaukee when we were just walking out of the the oh my god the parking lot and i like kicked the door open and i was like what a bitch and there was just like a girl <laughs> poor this poor girl walking by minding her own business yo i forgot about that literally perfect timing here's renee here's the girl he's like what a bitch is fuck <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. like you know so like it's not like i have a problem with it just generally but this time for whatever reason it bothered me and i was like okay that's so weird like and i was just trying to figure it out in my head like mm-hmm why and it's not like i'm like romantically involved with this person or anything yeah that was my follow-up yeah yeah it was just like a like a friend of mine okay apparently a good friend of mine because i got offended when somebody (laughs) without negative connotation called her a bitch so this is you like responding first of all how dare you no legit (laughs) i was like i was uh i was like yes i know this person this is blah 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 yeah and I was like, also, you calling her a bitch bothered me a bit. It's weird. I'm not sure why, but it bothered me. Yeah. And so he, like, apologized. And I was like, I like, I know you didn't, it's basically what I just said. Right, right. But it, like, it bothered me for, like, 30 minutes. I was like, this is the first time that's ever happened. Like, have you ever had that happen? Um, Yes, but it was meant to be a bad, like. Like, it was meant as yeah. a bad Yeah. So then I was like, yo, first of all, like calm down you know like and then they grew after that but it wasn't uh it wasn't through text it was yeah. in person so okay. that was a little different so i reacted right away because yeah. it's like nah dude like don't call her fucking, yeah um you know it wasn't a bitch though the the exact word was uh this fucking hoe oh and i was like jesus bro <laughs> like you don't even you know like yeah. first of all yeah but this was years ago I'm, yeah. this had probably was when i was still in college um and then it was in person, so it was a little bit different. Yeah. But, uh, and you're saying yeah. that the person actually meant it with like a negative connotation as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, dude, relax. Like, you know, first of all, you don't get like girls like that. So, no. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. It's, so it's, it's weird because you don't, like, do you ever hang out with this person? Well, yeah. Like, we've hung out, like, yeah. Like, we've hung out. We've, yo, what if you secretly like her and you don't know it? Ooh, and that, I thought about that too. I was like, "What yeah. if that's what it is? Like, that's why it bothered me, and I didn't even realize it." How often do you see this girl? Uh, not very often. Like maybe like a handful of times throughout the year. 
Oh yeah, that's not often at all. Yeah, so it's not it's not very often. Like maybe like six, seven times in the year. Did, were you mad or were you just annoyed? Because those I, are two I different things. I was I wasn't mad. I was annoyed and I was like upset. Oh okay, so then, yeah. hmm, yeah, I don't know. So I, I mean, I, I have so, no. I was sitting there just confused. I was like, I, I don't know what I'm feeling. <laughs> what is this? What is I know this? her. No. <laughs> What is this feeling? I think, oh, you know what it is, man? It could be like, you know genuinely that someone's a super nice person, whether yeah. it's a guy or a girl, that when someone says something bad or tries to slander them, yeah. you're just like, nah, dude, I'm not having that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's where I settled on it. Like, that has to be. Like, yeah. That's what makes sense. Because that, that happened to me in a situation where someone was talking shit about someone behind their back, and yeah. we were like, and this person had just left. So then I snapped, and I was like, yo, why couldn't you say that when this person was still here 10 minutes ago, you know? And I snapped in defense, not because I liked the person or I had feelings for the person, but just because it was a very shitty thing to do. Yeah. So I think, but with you, that's different, though, because you knew that he wasn't doing it intentionally. Yeah, and it was, like, over you know, that's text. weird. So, like, I, you know, I assumed, like, at no point in my head it was like, oh, he's, like, you know, trying to, like, insult her or something. Yeah. I was just like, oh, you know, like, oh, this this fucking bitch. You Yo, know? you got to ask this girl out. That's the only logic. <laughs> it's the only logical move. Yeah, like, you got to be like, look, I don't know what's going on, but something tells me that you and I are meant to be. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain this, but somebody called you a bitch and I was offended. So <laughs> Marry me. what's up? No. <laughs> yo, honestly, yo, fast forward. So listen, kids, this is how I met your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody called her a bitch on Facebook Messenger. Yeah. And I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that vine? It's like, oh, like, tell us again how you met mom. It's like, yo, she had a fat ass. And I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and that's but how yo, I met your mother. Yeah, that's perfect, bro. Okay, so yeah, that's a good shower thought, man. I think uh, sometimes you just react to shit and you're just like, whoa, where the fuck did that yeah, come from? Yeah, it's like, where did this reaction come from? Yeah. That's weird. Who am I? Oh. Wow. Well, you're in love. That's what you are. <laughs> so yeah, there's uh, there's my my shower thought for Good shit, man. for the week, I guess. Good shit. Moving forward, we have a new segment uh, called Off the Record, mm-hmm. which is not something that we're saying in in secret. It's not something that's like yeah, hidden. So we stop recording right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Off the Record yeah. with these fucking people watching us. These right fucking now? bitches. No, no, these bitches ain't shit. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's a segment where I wanna I wanna once a week I wanna give light to an artist up-and-coming artist whether it be someone we know or someone that's like popping on on you know soundcloud or whatever um this week's artist which is the first time i i i do this because it was just so natural i found off of a uh band uh what's the name of that website Bandcamp. Bandcamp page, right? Yeah. So I'm listening to Bandcamp, and then they they have a bunch of recommendations underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh, if you like how this sounds, listen to this. Um, and there's a there was a bunch of them, and um, there was a bright orange album cover. Yeah. With a face on it, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I clicked on it without any like hesitation. Uh, this guy named Michael Sneed, mm-hmm. and right off the bat, I was like, okay, this. He doesn't even have like an artist name. Like yeah. this guy's a, his yeah, fucking yeah, like government fucking legal name. Yes, you know. So I was like, okay, this is gonna be whack. But let me. I'm already here. I'll hit play on the first song, bro. Hold up, nah. I, mean, I can't play it legally because of copyrights. Uh-huh. But the album name is um, "Days We Lost." Yeah. So if you wanna listen to this dope artist named Michael Sneed, his his first album ever is "Days We Lost." Um, immediately I looked him up on YouTube. Listen to the first song. 
sounds amazing. Yeah. Like, yo, this guy is from the Bay, so he's from the West Coast. Yeah. Sounds exactly, well, not exactly like, but he sounds heavily influenced by Chance the Rapper. Right. Which I'm sure if you've seen the show before, you know that me and Chance are like. They're like boys. We're boys that, well, he doesn't know that, but like. But you're boys. We're no. boys. Yeah. Like me and Richard the fucking Jewel. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he sounds like Chance the Rapper and right off the bat, I was like, damn, that's dope. Yeah. But then not only that, his flow is very like soulful. Like. Yeah. It I, has like uh, instruments and and a, a orchestra like not orchestra but like it sounds very like melodic and it has very different like patterns mm. um and it was just so dope man and he uh he sampled this like common song that i like a lot uh-huh um and i thought that was really cool but yeah the way i found him was very like just like very spontaneous very spontaneous very natural so go check him out his name's michael sneed uh days we lost um if you like it Comment below or follow him on Instagram. Yeah, uh, something. His tell Instagram him. is Lil Snickerfoot. <laughs> tell him, tell him Trader Without Radio sent you. Yeah, yeah, literally tell him Trader Without Radio sent you. Lil Snickerfoot on Instagram, and it's dope because he only has like two thousand followers. Yeah, that was yeah. I was gonna mention that it was kind of annoying trying to find him because like I I googled him. And nothing came out. I was like, all right, so Trader just made up a fucking rapper name. <laughs> and so, like, I did the Google search again, but I added rapper to the end. And then I got some results for him. Oh, okay. And so I was like, damn, like, he he's really, you know, just starting out. Yeah. Because I couldn't even, like, you know, if you Google Chance the Rapper, Chance the Rapper comes out. Right. You know, you Google fucking Trey Songs, Trey Song comes out, you know? Yeah. But, like, this guy, you Google his artist name and... It, you know, like the first page of results are like some old white lawyer. Yeah, it's <laughs> super random. And so I thought that was really cool. And uh, even I, I was on his band camp listening to some of the songs. And like the earliest song that I could find, I checked his band camp. I checked SoundCloud. I checked like, uh, I forgot what else I checked. I checked some other website. And like the earliest song was like this year back in May. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. So he's like, he's just getting out there. Yeah. You know? And uh, yeah, that that's that's the beauty of it. I always love when someone recommends me music, and it's dope. Or like when you find it by yourself, because it's like for a second you have like a gem that no one knows about. You yeah. know, like have you ever had that where you're just like, damn, this is dope, and this is so new and like, like to my this ears. Is gonna be it. Yeah, whether yeah. like it's it's good or not, like the fact that you like it, so you're right. just like, damn, that's dope. So even if it doesn't blow up, like. Right, you know, you're in this moment right now. It's like fuck, like this could blow up, and you know, yeah. you you could feel special about yourself because you found it right before everyone else did. Exactly. So yeah, that's that's the artist for this week. Off the record, Michael Sneed album Days We Lost, and uh, yeah, go check him out. He's he's really dope. Um, hopefully one day he'll be on the show. Yeah, that'd be that'd be yeah. cool. We could talk about it. I I'm really curious to see if he is actually influenced by chance. Uh, that would be my first question. I was I was trying to figure <laughs> out the timeline of it, and it it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah. So like, cause I I heard like the first like the first couple songs on the SoundCloud off of the the album that you mentioned, mm -hmm. and then I was like, yeah, it sounds like Chance the Rapper, but with like more, and it's gonna be sound weird because Chance has a lot of soul in his music, but like more uh, like soul based and more uh, jazz influence. Yeah. Yeah. And. I was like, yeah, it sounds like Chance. And so I started thinking about it and like looking at the timelines because the dude's 23 right now. Uh -huh. And so I was thinking about it. I was like, all right, so if he's 23, he lives in the Bay. And so I started working backwards. I was like, realistically, <laughs> most people probably heard of Chance the Rapper, like actually knew, oh, this is Chance the Rapper. Outside of Chicago? Yeah, yeah. Like 
maybe when Acid Rap came out. Yeah. Like, that would be, like, the earliest that you would know about it. And so I, I looked at it, and I was like, okay, when Acid Rap came out, this guy would have been 17 years old. Yeah. And he would have been in high school in the Bay. So I was like, Chance the Rapper was probably the last thing that he was listening to, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, he's probably so, listening to like Jeezy or like right. E Forty. Yeah, you know Jeezy, especially that time, like he was still up and coming, and he's like heavily based in the in the Bay Area. Right, and like the Bay Area music is completely different from you know what Chance the Rapper sounds like. Yeah, and so I was like looking at it, I was like, I I could see it, like maybe he like through some weird sequence of events, he found out about Chance the Rapper earlier. Yeah, and like he based his style on that, which is I mean that's that's dope. But the more I thought about it, I was like, that doesn't make sense. Like, what 17-year-old what is like, I'm going to be a rapper, and I'm going to rap exactly <laughs> like this guy from Chicago, you know? Yeah, someone that's not even, uh, like, yeah. instead of rapping like Kanye or, like, Lupe, like, right. he's like, no, I want to sound like Chance. Exactly. So I'm like, but I it, feel like he somehow, it, I, I feel like he created that style on his own, yeah. and it just ended up being similar to Chance's. Damn, that's dope. And I feel like that'd be even cooler than... You ask him the questions like, oh, yeah, you know, I just I heard Chance the Rapper when I was in high school and I just I wanted to be like him, you know? Yeah, I hope it's not so, so plain. I feel like it'd be cooler if it was like, no, like, you know, I was really big into church and like my uncle was like a jazz musician or whatever. Damn. And like, it'd be cool if he ended up like at a similar place through a completely different route. Yeah. Because like that was Chance's whole thing, right? Like he, his family was like big into religion and like right. he was like through the church and he did all these things like with his friends after school and they would just rap and stuff. Yeah, you know, you know, you know the vibes. So you like, know, you got it. So it'd be cool if he did it like a completely different way. It's like he's like, oh, you know, I was in this rock band in high right. school or like I was in this jazz band or something, you know? Right, right, right. So um, I'd, I'd be interested to see more of that. Yeah, the reason I got so excited to to discover this 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 guy is not only because he sounds like Chance. That's just a plus, but like. Um, just seeing, like, I love seeing the growth, like, you know, yeah. like I like seeing an artist when they're, I mean, this guy is at the very bottom right now. Yeah. Like he, I'm sure he does shows and stuff, but like, he's like not, not even close to some of these artists, but I like seeing them progress and like seeing where they go. And like, I've seen artists that like I followed back in like 2010 who yeah. aren't even making music anymore. Right. So like you see them either like be the best they can be or like just turn into complete weirdos. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right. But I mean, not that this guy's gonna be weird, but like I, I, I'm here to hear first, first, first <laughs> folks. Yo, this guy's gonna no, but like no, I, I'm, I'm glad we found him early, yeah, so we could see where it goes. No, that, yeah, that, that sounds dope. cool. Yeah, can't, can't wait to see what what comes of that, and can't wait to get more information about him. Really, yeah. So, uh, yo, Michael Sneed, come on the show. Yeah, yeah. come straight to our radio. I hope we're saying that right too. What if it's like Snood? No, like like not even Sneed. Like we're He's just actually British. <laughs> I don't know, but yo, that's uh, off the record, and this has been traded without a radio. Um, this week we sold our radio for Michael Sneed tickets. Bam! You heard it here first, guys. Yo, thanks for listening, and next week we have a special uh, holiday episode, yeah, special yeah. Uh, Christmas yeah. Christmas revolved episode. So I hope you guys got your gifts ready because you know we're our PO box is empty as fuck. Ish, we're not just giving these episodes away. <laughs> no. Yo, thank you guys. Tune in next week. You already know how it goes. Trade without a radio. Renee from the other day. We'll see you.